On Thursday, June 24th at 8 p.m. on the back patio of the Madison Public Library, Michelle and Rob present Two Librarians Walk Into a Shelf, cheesy sci-fi summer movie spectacular. In glorious black and white on our outdoor screen, Ed Wood's 1957 masterpiece, Plan 9 from Outer Space. This film has everything. Zombies, aliens, a vampire girl, Bella Lugosi, predictions of the future, a doomsday machine, flying saucers, grave robbers, stupid, stupid humans, a cop named Kelton, and a human toasty. What's, What's a, a human, human toasty? It's that thing where an undead Tor Johnson bursts from a shallow grave like an underdone Pop-Tart. Before the film, local band Spin Ships will perform a set of songs, followed by some context and history on this sci-fi classic from the hosts themselves. Starting at 8 p.m., that's Thursday, June 24th, Plan 9 from Outer Space, on our outdoor screen at the Madison Public Library. Bring your own blankets, lawn chairs, snacks, and beverages. The plan may be a 9, but the evening's going to be a 10. That was perfect. All right, cool. Thank you. No problem. I'm Rob. I'm Michelle. And this is Two, Two Librarians, Librarians Walk Into a Shelf. Hi, I'm Annie Phillips. I am the Digital Services Manager at the Huntsville Madison County Public Library, the downtown branch. And um, I get to work with all the cool stuff like the ebooks and audiobooks and all the digital resources. So. So if we like Hoopla, it's your fault. Yes. I love Hoopla. I love Hoopla too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so fun because you can, like every day, it's kind of like Christmas. You know, you get in, you're like, what did they add this time? And uh, something I may have heard about like a week ago, and then it pops up. And it's like, oh, I could just read it right now. So, yeah. It's um, the only way I convinced Rob to read an ebook mm-hmm. was because I was like, no, it's right here, right now. You can have it. Yeah. And, and it's all, all downhill from there. I've read a ton of them now. Yeah. And now I'm into the audio CDs. That's awesome. Never listened to them. Yeah. But we listened to one for our book club. So, yeah, I'm all in. Hoopla's great. Yes. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I am too. It kind of, I think, saved us that whole the whole time that we were locked down. And, yeah. Um, because, yeah, you don't have to wait. You just get it at your fingertips. Yep. Although I do hate when my kid goes in and borrows all of his stuff on my phone because there's only five. And so if it's like five Dogman and Cat Kids that he reads in 20 minutes. Right. I'm like, really? Was that the best use of my checkouts? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. wasted it. It does. I do get a little, like I'm down to my last one for this month right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. I've got like, what, 10 days left of the month? And what are you going to pick, Rob? I'm like, oh, man, I can't waste this because I've accidentally checked out. I don't know how I did it. Remember, I got that Minecraft book, and I was all angry. And I yes. have no idea how oh, I, no. I accidentally checked out a Minecraft book. And I'm like, what is this doing? And I'm shaking my phone like an Etch-a-Sketch trying to fix it. But, yeah. Nothing uh, can be done at that point. You're locked in. I know. And I didn't read it. I just <laughs> waited for it to go away. <laughs> I just love seeing all the titles. Like, they have these really, like, the esoteric you know, romance uh, categories. Like there's, my favorite I always love saying is, but there's a honey badger romance. On. Oh. Yeah. Shape, shape, Rob shape. knows about, about the romances. You yeah. want to tell her your favorite? I don't want to get into that, but <laughs> because of Michelle, 
I've opened up and I've read a couple romances. So then I was going through Hoopla to see what I could find. Mm -hmm. And there's no limits on what you can find in Hoopla. Aliens need love too. That's all I'll say. <laughs> and, they, and they love hard. They are intergalactically interesting. Yes. So <laughs> Something for everyone. Well, we're here today to talk with Annie about our new service that we're offering through the library. It's called Blast Music. That's right. So tell me about Blast Music. Okay. So Blast, which I, I need to say, um, one of our own um, staff members named it Blast, Courtney Rags, who's the manager of Calvary Hill. And she's awesome. And she just, boom. And it was like, oh, this is so perfect because we were, you know, saying, what should we call it? Because you get the... The, the platform is actually um, called Musicat, and that's developed by a company called Rabble. They're in Madison, Wisconsin, and it's developed specifically for libraries, which is really neat in order to engage and also pay our local music community. And so, you know, we decided um, we have this endowment we have, um, you know, every year, and it's uh, specifically to use on music for the library and you know, as we're kind of, you know, getting more digital and away from CDs and, you know, or buying sheet music, this was just like the perfect uh, opportunity to, it, it's enabling us to work more closely with our music community. And um, y'all may have heard we have this music advisory board now. And their whole goal is to really work with our musicians, advocate for them, and also um, economically, you know, just help them. So when we when we decided to go with this platform, it was just like, oh, we're, we're just feeding into what the city itself is trying to do. And the, the, the way it works, right now we're in the submission phase. This is our very first submission. We put out a call to artists. They submit like a track or two for us to listen to. And we have a committee made up of some of our library staff, as well as some of the local music um, community folks, just helping to get the word out. And then we're getting these submissions in and listening to them. And we, we want people, you know, all types of music. There's nothing we won't consider. It's also, it's targeted not just to Huntsville, but the whole North Alabama area. So like, you know, Florence, Muscle Shoals, obviously there's a huge, um, mm -hmm. you know, talent there and fame yeah. and, and all that. And so far, we've gotten a, a good response. We've had about 34 submissions. Wow. And it's been a range of just wonderful things, rap and hip hop, instrumental, rock, um, some folk. And just it's been really a pleasure just to listen to all these submissions. And then um, we've made the this submission round a little bit longer than we will, you know, in the, in the future, just so we can really get the word out. So we kick things off April 19th. The submission round is going to run through June 30th. And also this year, we're just going to do the one submission round. And we hope to accept up to 50 artists. Once we hit 2022, the idea is we'll do two submission rounds per year, kind of space them out and, you know, keep it a little bit uh, shorter time period. So, yeah, the cool thing about this is, you know, you hear so many times with any anyone in the arts or creative world, like, oh, you know, uh, hey, play for us or do this or that, and you'll get the exposure. And... Well, okay, that's great, but you know, also your talent is is worth mm -hmm. money too. And so, even though it's, I, you know, we're not paying big bucks, but um, with with each artist that is accepted, 
we um, will use this endowment money. We'll be able to pay uh, between two and three hundred dollar honorarium for each album accepted. It's the artist still owns all their the rights to their music. We don't own anything. We will just have it available to stream. Anybody can access it. You don't need to have a library card to get on the platform and listen to music. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that way you're discovering all these people right in our community that are doing these amazing things. So we're, we're very excited about it. When will the service go live? When will people be able to listen to music? Yes, our plan is, so June 30th is the cutoff. Um, what we'll do is after that, we'll invite the artists that we've listened to to um, submit their album. They just need to go through a process where they sign a licensing agreement and then we mail them their checks. And then, um, so we hope by July, August to have the first round ready to go. Maybe we can do a little party or, you know, something, a performance to kind of kick that off. So hopefully we'll have at least 50 artists that you can just start exploring and listening to right away. And it'll be accessible through the website. Yes. It's um, it's blast.hmcpl.org. No login required. No, just start listening. There's a little embedded player in the on the site. So it's streaming only. Mm-hmm. Not it's streaming only. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've chosen to, to do it that way just to help kind of ease any, you know, as an artist, I think. Yeah. Copyright know. ownership. Right. Just yeah. to see, hey, you know. We're just, it's just out there for people to listen to. Um, and as far as the licensing goes, you can sign a perpetual where you just leave it up there. Or if you want it to come down after three years, you can sign that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So if you, you know, make it, make it big or whatever, for whatever reason. And the last, obviously, you know, the, the connotation, the, the music connotation, of course, blasting the music. But, I, you know, I love the idea of, you know, we're Rocket City, of course. Um, the other thing that occurred to me that made me laugh was, so, you know, we have the explosives, uh, TDAC, the mm-hmm. team that, um, and I know, I, I hear them all the time behind my house, you blowing things up. Right. So <laughs> I was like, well, that'll, you know, that well, represents a little too. Ties in, doesn't it? All it all ties in. I love when, <laughs> when that happens. So <laughs> and you can hear those those blasts they're almost all of Huntsville yes yes you can yeah um I've had flashing come loose from my house because of Mm. those blasts so yeah okay (laughs) I don't think I've ever lived quite that close to them but most of my life has been spent where it'll shake my windows yes yeah yes so hopefully with with our blast music it'll shake your windows for a different a different a good reason a good reason (laughs) yes Well, that's cool that's an exciting project to bring to the library yes thank you I'm I'm proud to be a part of it and to, to be working on it. And I've already met some really, really cool people. Everyone, everyone's been very excited. Oh, um, I bet. All the musicians that, you know, have heard about it. This um, is a pretty incredible opportunity. It is. It to is. Get, to get music out there, to, to hear new bands, yes. to hear different kinds of music. Yes. Uh, that's really a, that's a really, a really cool idea. Yeah. Well, I'm proud to be a part of it. Can't say I thought up any of it, but I'm proud to be part of it and to help kind of get it going here. And we're in really good company. Um, so there's other libraries in the country that have already done it, and it's Nashville, Pittsburgh, um, Seattle, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Austin, Texas. Those sites, too, if you go to the Music Cat page and look at the partner sites, you can get right on and you can start streaming the music from these other places, and they just all have these amazing 
bands and singers. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of gives you an idea if you're waiting while you're waiting for our stuff, you can, you can check out what other cities are doing with it. Um, so will our music be available for other cities to listen to then too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody could get on it. It's huge. It is. So say, you know, we've got this amazing amphitheater being built. It would be wonderful if we can position this where, you know, you've got these big bands coming in, maybe their promoters see, you know, or listen to a cool, you know, artist locally and say, hey, this would be a great opening act. Oh, yeah. You know, like (laughs) this whole thing sounds like a great big win win for everybody. Yeah. Great music. Hearing some new bands. Yes. Yes. Getting out there for anybody to listen to. Absolutely. And I think this another great thing is, you know, now that so much is opening up and we're starting to see local music come back. I think this is just a, such a great, not that I would have wanted COVID to happen or anything, obviously, but the way this is, you know, if we can get this music out this summer and, yeah. like, hey, these Every, folks are playing around here. It all sorts of roll. It, all, Sort of all rolls out together. It, it does. It does. And, um, you know, we already have a lot of really great sort of music support in town, too. Like, you know, WLRH has the Valley Sounds and um, Arts Underground. And um, so, you know, we're just excited to kind of work with all these other places and just kind of cohesively support what's happening and, and promoting. And yeah, I think it, and it takes a library and, and puts... Like we do other things besides books. Yeah. A lot of people still, I know y'all know, we've all, you know, someone come in and they're like, oh, I didn't realize you, you know, yes, we do. And it's, I think broadly what, you know, and with our mission, it's, it's just not only education, but culture too. And so we're part of that cultural structure of the community and, and doing this just, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. It furthers that. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to listen to what we've got. I am too. I can say every single submission I've heard so far has just been really fantastic. And, and I've just been so pleased to know, Oh, I didn't realize these folks were around and wow. Okay. Now I've got to check them out. And I've been, you know, as I've been listening, I've been going to, if they have a Facebook page or whatever, I've been going and liking it. And it's just really all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting notifications for all these neat things that are happening. And so I feel lucky just to to know about that. And I hope that'll extend to other people as well. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can do some neat things just retroactively too, because we have such a rich music history and I've been looking at what some of the other libraries in the country have done with it. And, you know, they've got these neat kind of archival projects on there, like music from, from the past uh, in those towns. And the other thing I love, there's a module on there where you can uh, upload old poster art. So, like just, you know, places that we, we have that are no longer here, like Crossroads or, um, yeah. so you know what I'm talking about. And uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> We're all like, yeah, <laughs> those lost nights, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, let's put some, you know, some nice nostalgia up there as well. The Salt Lake City Library, they have a neat poster archive on there. So to get an idea of what, what could happen, they're a good one to look at. I'm just, I'm excited about all the opportunities that we've thought of and the ones that we don't even know about yet that we can, we can do with this. So have you always been a music fan? My mom was, I guess, you know, came of age in the sixties. And, um, so she always had good music playing just, you know, the stuff that you would expect, but just such good stuff, the Beatles and Jimi Hendrix and Roy Orbison and and all of that. And so I think just kind of naturally, 
you know, being around her and, and sort of listening to her stuff. And then when I was like 10, I got my own radio, which was exciting. <laughs> it was like a pink boom box. And we were living in the D.C. area at the time. And so there were a lot of really good just local stations just from a range, hip hop, rock, all kinds of stuff. And so, you know, I remember by about age 10, kind of really like beginning to enjoy and discover music. And um, yeah, I just, you know, and I think there's something so special too. I mean, obviously singing along with the radio or getting, you know, records or downloads, whatever is awesome. But um, there's something really special about live shows. And I think I've um, just come to appreciate that more and more. And And I'm not talking about like, I mean, huge concerts, of course, are cool, but I love like when you're just local and you just go and you see someone playing and just getting to have that live experience is really special. And just knowing how much talent there is out there that most of us will never get to know about, but just knowing that even some, you know, a community can enjoy, can enjoy that. So So what's your favorite album? (laughs) That question. No, I, I love it. Um, so obviously there's, I, I love so much, but as I was thinking about this, I have to say probably Siamese Dream by Smashing Pumpkins. I mean, I was a teenager in like Smashing Pumpkins in the whole, that whole genre of music that was such a mind blowing, you know, when that came out, it's just, it was such different music. I, yeah. I have to say if I had to pick one, you know, that I just would love to listen to you know, end to end. Um, and which I also, side, hmm? which side is your favorite? Uh, oh man, that's a good question. Cause that's you, too much. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cause like the first side of course is all the sort of the, you know, the mm-hmm. popular, but the second side too, there's just some really good. It's like mood music, deep stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, um, and if I had a close second, can I name another one? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're all about okay. honorable mentions and oh, going yeah. over okay. our limits. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. Awesome. Um, so another one I would say is Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger. They were another one. I remember being like, again, I was probably 10 or 11, and this was an MTV actually. Like, I know I sound like get off my, my lawn saying this. They we're actually all the played videos. Yeah. <laughs> they had videos that you could watch. So I remember seeing, um, and I think Soundgarden was just really kind of, you know, becoming big, and they played like a clip of a video, and I was just sort of like, what is this? This is amazing. It was so, an exciting time. It, it was. That a, was like a whole new sound all of a sudden. It was. came out. It and was. And it was everywhere. Yes. And it took a while to get tired of it. You, you'll be shocked to hear I wasn't allowed to listen to any of it. Are you serious? Because <laughs> oh, your parents didn't listen to it when they were growing up. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever. You had to sneak it, you know. That's <laughs> the theme of the podcast. Michelle doesn't know what that is. Never heard it until you snuck out with some friends way into... High school. <laughs> I was watching MTV all night at my grandma's house. <laughs> right. See, that's, and I snuck the MTV too, because we were not allowed. My mom, I think, even scrambled it, you know, on the cable. <laughs> oh, <box>. wow. <laughs> but there were times where it kind of like, you know, like, she's not watching. And so, yeah, I would catch, yeah. So my, my experience is, is, is somewhat similar to Yeah, yeah. I, if I ever wanted to watch MTV, it was because I could stay up all night at my grandma's house yeah. when I spent the night there. We just watched it all the time. Like, of course, I was of those kids that was there you, for when, you were it there when it first started. Yeah, 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 with all those original VJs that. Oh yeah. I don't remember any of their names anymore. Downtown Julie Brown. Yes. No, this was before her. Oh, never mind. 
This was before her. I'm trying to think of any of their Take names that I can't. <laughs> I can picture their faces. But yeah, I remember the first time I just saw videos and it was like, oh, I never pictured they look like that. Kurt Loader? Yes. It was before him. Okay, never mind. Wow. I have to look it up now. <laughs> Wikipedia break. This is, uh, but it, do you listen, do you like music now? Like, like music is always changing. Are yes. you still hearing music that you enjoy today? I am. That's a great, and I was thinking about that earlier. Um, I'm not, obviously I love everything I grew up with and before, but I'm always interested in hearing what's coming out. And I felt kind of proud of myself a couple weeks ago. There was a song I kept hearing on the radio and it was, um, it's my bloody Valentine. And I was like, I need to look up who that is. Who sings that song? It's real catchy. And then I, I found out it was Machine Gun Kelly, who I'd heard of, but I'm like, who the heck is that? Right. And then I was like, oh, I like something by Machine Gun Kelly. I feel kind of hip now. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, um, yes, I do, I do love, you know, hearing, you know, what's what's coming out now too. And I think one thing I find that's hard is just, you know, with streaming and, and digital, um, it kind of feels sort of fractured. Like the way you used to discover music is like you turn on the radio or watch MTV. And now there's just so much as far as discovery, which I hope, you know, again, with Blast that we will help bring that to people where you kind of like, where do I even start looking, you know? And so, you know, with the, with the library kind of uh, helping to d- deliver that uh, as far as local stuff anyway. Do you miss like albums being a thing? Because like they're not really yeah. a thing anymore. And I'm well, like, they sort don't, of are. I mean, they exist, but people don't listen to music like that anymore. Yeah, they like it's, get their singles on their Spotify account, and yeah. people don't really listen to the the whole thing. Spotify is that it's, a new form of what is that like a tape or is that a? It's an app <laughs> where you can stream your music, and I know how you feel about streaming, except for your books. So. <laughs> I am a middle-aged man. I do not stream. <laughs> is there anything greater than hearing a song for the first time that, that you connect with and you're like, whoa, uh-huh. this is cool. Who is this? Uh-huh. What is this? It's magical. It is. It is. And, and it's it's so fun, too, when it's something that's been around for years and you're like, how did I not know about this until now? You know? Right. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's kind of you're like, oh, man. And then also, well, I'm glad at least, you know. That happened to me with the 1975 They've been around forever. I don't know if you guys have listened to the 1975. They first no. started out with like a very kind of 80s sound. Okay. They've kind of gone a little angrier, but they were around forever. Yeah. And then I found them and I was like, this is a new band. And they've been around for a really long time. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm just not cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Like the Machine Gun Kelly thing. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, okay. You know, <laughs> who the heck is Machine Gun Kelly? Right. All right. So <laughs> these are the original five MTV VJs. Okay. If you remember them. Mark Goodman, Martha Quinn. Yes, yes. All right. Martha Quinn. Alan Hunter. Is he the guy from Birmingham? I know one's from Birmingham. Uh, does not say. Okay. Oh, yes, he is the ah, one. Okay. There you go. JJ <laughs> Jackson. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Nina Blackwood. Maybe. Definitely Martha Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember MTV had a lot of hair. They. Really did. Yeah. Here you go, Annie. For Here's sure. a picture. We'll put the pic- we'll see if we can't link link the picture in the show notes. That's the MTV oh. that I remember. Wow. That is that's before I remember. MTV. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were we were lickle. Yeah. We were still lickle. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have a favorite album cover? 
Oh, man. Probably just what comes to mind. Of course, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah, that's a great one. I have a Roy Orbison, just kind of a best of, and I love that because it's just like, I think it's just like a picture of him. Mm-hmm. And he's got, I love Roy Orbison. And uh, he was just cool and, you know, had the most beautiful voice. So those are the two that just kind of hit me right away. I'm sure like tonight I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll think of like five more I could have told you. But Of course. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Yeah. Love okay. Sergeant Pepper. So do you like movies about bands, like the true yeah. biopics or biopics? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I don't have my darts to throw at you. Is biopic how they say it in England? Is that the English part? Possibly. I don't know. That's how we just... say it here. <laughs> you can make an advertisement about it. <laughs> oh, God. Y'all, I okay, it's been a couple years now, but I saw, oh, man, what's the name? It's on Netflix. And it's a it's a biopic a, a biopic about um, Motley Crue. Oh, you all know yes. what I'm talking about? That's insane. Whoa, yeah, it was so good. But I was just like that first scene or so. I was just like I had you can't see me if you're listening, but I had my hand over. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> but it was really good. <laughs> and of course, you know Tommy Lee of course is bonkers, and you know so so yes, I love and I love. Um, What's the Cameron Crowe movie? Almost, Almost famous. famous. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. great so one. So fun. And I remember one time, like, my husband and I, we had gone to the Shakespeare Festival in Montgomery, and we got this hotel, and it was kind of like, it was fine. It just, you know, there was kind of nothing else going on. And I remember we turned on, I think the only channel we could get was PBS, and it was like this whole marathon of Grateful Dead documentary. And I remember just, like, I have really good memories of that. I don't know. It was fascinating. Just, just watching that. But yes, I love like tell-alls or, you know, biopics and um, biopic. I'm going to say that now. Sorry. <laughs> you can cut that out later. No, you can say um, it however you want. <laughs> I also love, um, you know, there's so many books and that seems to be kind of trendy right now, um, which I'm not knocking. I think it's great. Uh, there's a lot of these fictional, like what's the Daisy Jones and the six mm-hmm. and yeah. um, which I've yet to read. But anytime I see a book that's like, Oh, it's about a musician. And um, there's another one that came out recently called um, something Opal and Nev. I can't, I can't think of the name right now, but that's also just, I don't know. There's something neat about um, kind of fiction about, about fictional bands, but also, yes, I love learning about, Real bands. I think the best fictional bands were the Wonders and that thing you do. <gasps> the Oneaters. The Oneaters. <laughs> I just watched that again the other day. The Oneaters. And of course, one. their inspiration was was a Captain Skeech and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> and then <laughs> Spinal Tap. I love Spinal Tap. Oh my Tap. gosh, yes. <laughs> I was obsessed with Behind the Music. Oh, those yeah. were great. Yeah. That's. I was thinking about that as we were talking. Like I wish they. W- I could find those somewhere to watch. Yeah, maybe on YouTube and just yeah, YouTube about it. Probably like just one after yeah. another. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, the ultimate train wreck. Yeah, it always starts at the biggest concert they ever had, and then they just drive right into yeah. this crazy world of self destruction and. Oh yeah, it's great. And you're just it's like, great. People live like this. Wow, you know. <laughs> For a little while. For a little while. Yeah. <laughs> For a little while. Once yes. you made it to behind the music, you were done living like that. That's unless that's you're true. Keith Richards. True. Yes, he will. He, he'll outlive us all. <laughs> he will outlive us all. <laughs> What's your favorite book? 
My favorite book, that's another one I gave a lot of thought to. But if I if I had to, like, if you stuck me on a desert island and I only had to have one book with me, I would pick The Stand by Stephen King. Wow. Love that book. I just, I don't know. I love Stephen King. He's, this book, have either of you read The Stand? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, both versions. Yeah, right. Because there was the, sort of the abridged or cut down version. That was the first one. And then yes. he finally got to put the big version out, which... Other version was pretty big anyway. Uh, right, right. It's like you go from what a thousand to fifteen hundred. Yeah. I don't know. There's just yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, but I love it because it's got all this detail in your, you know, if you don't know, it's it's basically about the end of the world except for a few people that survive, and which takes on even more, you know, as we've lived through twenty twenty. What's fascinating is all the, you, he kind of looks at all these different people who survived this horrible um, epidemic, and you know, you, you see how people react. When faced with like apocalyptic things, you know, do they stay good? Do they, you know, um, I guess you could do that whole, what is it? The D and D, the, what's the thing called? The, um, the alignments. Oh yes. yeah. Right. Chaotic and, neutral and yes. chaotic good and lawful evil. And exactly. Yeah. It would be kind of fun to go back and read it and just kind of pigeonhole all the people and the different things and how they, how they react. But yeah, anyway, it's just, it's a good story. And there's all these other stories within it about all these different people. And I just kind of don't get tired of reading it. So I think that's interesting that you say that you enjoy Stephen King. Cause he's like one of the ultimate rock and roll authors. He is his like rock and roll music. Yeah. I mean, that was huge in Christine. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think the beginning of every chapter had lyrics to an old song. It did. Yes. I'm and glad you brought that up. Um, ACDC did the soundtrack to the movie he directed. Maximum Overdrive. Oh, I didn't. They I did didn't the entire soundtrack. No. Yeah. Wow. Then he wrote that one great story. They they've got a heck of a band. Yes. With all the dead rock stars. Yes. Oh my gosh. So like he's yeah. just plus he has a uh, or he did have a radio station. So he's like I didn't know that. Yeah. So he's really involved in rock and roll. So that seems to make sense. It's yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. One of the main characters in the stand is a yes, uh, Larry. Larry Underwood. Larry Underwood hits it big right before the plague. He start he goes on a coke binge and you know gets <laughs> lots of bad friends and then he goes broke and you know baby you're my baby I'm your man baby I'm your man and then yes. it's the end of the world. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. And man, that's Larry, tough. Larry has to kind of man up and you know or person up or whatever and just. He was know. one of my favorites. Yes. Yes. Okay. He's, at first you kind of hate him. You're like you suck. And then he <laughs> he like turns it around. You're like okay you're quality so. Cool. Yeah, and speaking of um, local music and Stephen King, do you know who, like, he, it's been years ago, but he loves, uh, you know which musician he loves? Microwave Dave. Really? Yes. He got on Twitter or something years ago. <laughs> it's like, man, this this guy, Microwave Dave. and Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like a thing. He's, he's an admirer of Microwave Dave. So I love how this is all. It all rolls together. It all comes together, <laughs> full circle. Yeah, yeah. All right. So. That's cool. What about your favorite book when you were a kid? Ooh. Um, the Stand. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay if it was. Yeah, oh, I was I was a teenager when I read it, so yeah, I guess that could qualify. Uh, as a little kid, shoot. I read a lot. Oh, I loved a lot of those. It was like Christopher Pike and... You know, I'm talking about kind of the horror. I guess you're seeing a theme here, too. Um, Yes, my (laughs) brother. In fact, you know, when I was about 10 or 11, uh, the library where I lived in Virginia had a copy of the Amityville Horror. And my brother and I passed it back and forth. (laughs) 
yeah, maybe the Amityville Horror was one of my favorites when I was okay. a kid. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I think that's better than Flowers in the Attic. Oh God, I love Flowers in the Attic. Really? <laughs> oh man, I, hate I did that. love that. I don't, I don't like Flowers in the Attic. I mean, it's got horrifying subject material, but I remember tearing through that too. I was just like, oh my God, it was like a train wreck. Oh, it is. It's, it just keeps getting worse and yeah. worse. Yeah. All right. Do you want to play the library game? Oh, the library game. Oh, yes. You didn't tell me about this. All right. So the library game is our version of Kiss, Mary, Kill. Okay. So instead of Kiss, Mary, Kill, uh-huh. you have shelve, uh, well, display, shelve, and discard. So oh, your, oh boy. your display would be somebody you don't think people know about when they walk into your library that's the first person okay. on display or a type of book. On display, Shelve is an author that you always will have on your shelves. Okay. As much as, you know, whatever they've written, you have it. Discard, I think, is, we all know what yeah. Discard is. Yeah. Like the author that you don't want anywhere near your library. Okay. So, <laughs> display, Shelve, Discard. Okay. Okay. So, oh, so I have to pick, like, name a book. Name, name or an, author. A, an, author, or an author or a book or a type of book. Who would you always display? Who, you, okay. who would you want people to discover when they walk into your library? Um, I would say Meg Wolitzer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then who do you always have on your shelf? Always on my shelf would be um, uh, Yaw Jesse. Okay. Yes. Okay. From Huntsville. And mm-hmm. who would you get rid of and discard? <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that laugh. Yeah, that was a good laugh. <laughs> James Patterson. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're like ten for ten. <laughs> yeah, everybody says James Patterson. Now, so I have to ask: Is that James Patterson just an adult, or is that James Patterson in adult fiction, adult nonfiction, YA, juvenile picture books, all the way across? You know, that's a good board. distinction. I think I would keep nonfiction Jane Patterson. You're the uh, only person that would keep any James Patterson. Oh, okay. I broke the streak. No. That's all right. That's all right. No, that's interesting. I like true crime, and he writes some, you know, um, he's he's done some interesting. Is his true crime pretty good? I, I haven't read it, but I've, like, you know, the subject, the subjects he's written about. Okay. Um, I think, and, and I did recommend it to one lady, and she was, she, like, really, really liked it and was pleased okay. that I had recommended it. So I was like, okay. I imagine cool. they're written, like, as fiction, like, fast-paced yeah. and easy to to consume. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not, you know, like, I know it's, it's fun to jump on James Patterson. Like I've read, uh, kiss the girls. I've watched double jeopardy, like the story as a, as someone who orders books for the library, I get so tired. Yep. <laughs> it's like, he comes out with stuff like once or twice a month now. And I cannot keep up. It is so, you think you've like, Oh, I got all, I'm, I'm good. I've, nope. It's like it's- whack-a-mole. <laughs> Black a gem. Is that the image of his face, like, like popping up out of a whack-a-mole? Oh, maybe I'm just thinking of book covers, and just, you're just like, whack. It's like, I just ordered you, and, and now there's another one. And, you're hitting and with the, a And check. the covers always look similar, so I'm like, no, I know I ordered you. Oh, no. No, I did not no, order yep, you. This is yep. a new one. Yeah. yeah. And then someone's like, why didn't you order this? And I'm like, I did. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. No, I didn't. My <laughs> bad. That one came out on Monday, and I bought the one that came out on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's, that's it. 
Early in the week, James Patterson. Later in the week, James Patterson. <laughs> yes. Is Nora Roberts slowing down? I'm, we used to get a bunch from her, too. Yeah. She hasn't seen one from her in a yeah, she's, she's got, got one coming out. This she summer. does have one coming That's out, right. but I think she's probably down to twice a year instead of quarterly or whatever. She's still she's, writing she's, books with um, who, who's JD Rob. JD Rob. Oh yeah, yeah. She's that's right. Yeah, yeah. She is. But she wrote Rob. a book with JD Rob. <laughs> like and then the did back that cover. Picture. It's oh, there's a back cover. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, we'll have to go pull oh, it up that's for you. Funny. <laughs> so like, like she's they're like back to back. Back to back. And it's like, do you remember on the old TV shows like Bewitched when her evil cousin would come? Yeah. And it was still the and same actor. But her so hair she was a little bl- different. Yeah. yeah, different hair. Well, that's how they're. That's, that's so funny. We'll have horrible. to pull that book cover for you. I love that. I had no idea. What, one thing that gets me too, and I'm sorry if I'm You're like, good. talking on and on. No. So you have all these authors like, you know, that you have to get because everyone wants to read them. Mm-hmm. And then they die. And you're like, oh, I mean, it's sad that they died. But you're like, oh, one less person to have to keep up. No, they get a ghostwriter. And so then it's like Tom Clancy's Bloody Blah by so-and-so. And and you're like, really? So anyway, that's uh, that probably came out sounding really harsh. But it's like I'm sure people are shocked when they see one of their favorite authors that they know has passed away. Yeah. But that was a big thing with Sue Crafton when her daughter yes. said there was no way anyone was mm-hmm. going to continue. Exactly. It was done with why. Done with why. And yes. I, was, I was really impressed by that, you know? Yeah. And I was new to the library still. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how many people did that. Yeah. Where they continued to, to write <laughs> or their name was from, continued. They write used. from the grave. From the grave. Yeah, yeah. No, that's more common, more often than not. I think Sue Grafton's family, and I guess I think that was her wishes. Yeah. Um, I think so I thought that was cool. It, it, yeah, I, I, I agree. So anyway, that was my thing about authors. and. Yeah, that doesn't sound. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. It's just... And then they get shelved in weird places. They get shelved in weird places because it's like Clancy, but it's by whoever and, and then you're Kyle like, Mills Kyle Mills thank you yeah and it's just like <laughs> and also there's so many other new authors coming up that like I feel like hey maybe give some bandwidth to these new folks that are also amazing and I don't know maybe use some of your publishing dollars uh, on on these these guys so. the thing that's kind of cool though about when they do that is that at least the new author gets a credit you know, That's true. James Patterson true. always credits whoever's yeah. ghostwriting his. Whereas we mentioned children in the attic. Oh, flowers, flowers in the attic. Flowers in the yeah. attic. Yeah. yeah. There were Andrews, children in the attic. B.C. Andrews <laughs> passed away in what, 86, 87? A long time ago. And there's been yeah. 90 or 100 books published mm-hmm. under her name since then. It's true. It's true. And it's not, they don't give the, uh, I think it's Andrew Niederman. Right, oh, some wow, yeah. I don't know. No, That's, I don't know. Yeah. So interesting, yeah. And, and he's he, never been given like formal credit for that. Mm-mm. Wow, he just keeps cranking them out. Well, I mean, he must be getting paid pretty well. Oh, I'm sure, but yeah, but still, but there's people who probably don't realize that she's been dead. Oh, you're probably right, yeah, since like the late 80s. Yeah, wow, yeah, back when the original MTV hosts were. Yeah, I think that it was uh, Martha Quinn who, Martha Quinn who broke that news. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good old days. Let it go, old man. I can't. 
All right. Just want to go to the mall. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. What's that? <laughs> you couldn't make albums. me go to a mall. Go to the mall I'm, and get some albums and an orange Julius. You could make me go to a mall at this point. <laughs> Maybe not now, but. I'm done could, with malls. We could time travel. To the glory days of the mall? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe you'll, Okay, that's a little different. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. I know that that's Rob's dream. Oh, if I could go back in time and have big hair again? <laughs> Just hair. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. I got pictures. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, remember. Well, no, we, we want to thank her for being here. What? Why? <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> It was my privilege. <laughs> Annie, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. We are so excited about Blast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We yes. appreciate your time. I this had is going to be awesome. Blast talking to you. Oh, I like what you did there. <laughs> I do too. All right. Well, you guys know what we say. Uh, no matter what they tell you. Don't, don't trust, trust robots. robots. The views expressed by the hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the Huntsville-Madison County Library System. For more information on the Huntsville-Madison County Public Library, visit us online at hmcpl.org. If you'd like to learn more about some of the topics discussed today, visit your local library, which is us. No representation is made that your librarian is more knowledgeable than other librarians or that they have any expertise on your particular project.